I want to say thank you so much for leaning in with us this last week. It's been a, it's a crazy, crazy week, but you have responded exactly the way that I would hope that we respond. And uh, We've been working so hard. We've had literally probably 1,500 Bayou City family members that have been in homes or in warehouses or cooking food and just the response has just been overwhelming so thank you for that and here's what we're asking of you could you lean in with us just for two more days today this afternoon right after church we're going to feed you lunch and then we want to put a crowbar in your hand which is a pretty awesome thing to do at church and uh, then we want to send you back out to neighborhoods if, if you didn't bring your work clothes today then pick up your own lunch hurry and get home, change your clothes and come back with us. Lean in with us for a few hours this afternoon because there are a growing list of people who are finding out that you are around and they want you to come and help and we want to help them. So we need your hands. So lean in with us today and lean in with us tomorrow. It's Labor Day. So let's labor. So come tomorrow morning. Let's work really, really hard. And then at the end of tomorrow, we're going to have a massive dinner here together. We're going to invite every person that we've helped. We're going to invite our neighbors. We're going to feed as many people as possible. It's going to be fantastic. And then Bayou City is going to take a breath. And we're going to tag in these churches from around the country who have said, we want to come and help. Different followers of Jesus who have raised their hands and said, we we, we want to do something. And so they're going to come and stay here. And we're going to help them continue the work that we've started and then our prayer is that God will provide us some professionals uh, who um, can carry us now into the next six to nine months. Houston is going to recover. It's going to be uh, rebuilt and uh, but it's not going to be rebuilt in just a few days and so uh, we have done great at this phase that we're in. We are kicking butt and taking names. It's awesome but we can't sustain this level of work for nine months. We all have to go back to our real jobs on Tuesday. And so thankfully, God always provides for his people. And he has provided professional disaster relief organizations. This is what they do. This is what they're great at. And so they're going to come and use all of our facilities. They're going to come and use all of the money that we have. They're going to come and help all of the people that have contacted us. We're going to help them as well. It's going to be a beautiful partnership. So, But if you could just have a hammer and a crowbar and a broom in your hand today and tomorrow. Help is on the way. And even help has shown up in the last 24 hours and 48 hours. It's been a great thing. So work with us today. Work with us tomorrow. And then let's welcome these churches. You know, when the report started leaking out that a storm was on its way, I didn't pay very much attention at first because the meteorologists they get it wrong as much as they get it right. And they were talking about Corpus Christi. So I wasn't paying too much attention. But about the fourth tornado that blew through my part of Cyprus, I started praying. And uh, what I was, my first prayer was, God, this was last Saturday, let us have church tomorrow. I felt real good about my sermon. <laughs> real good. Apparently, God did not feel that great about it. So we canceled church. Then I started praying, God, don't let any of our Bayou City family members be seriously affected. 
wasn't long after that that I got the first text message. This family was in their home. Then I started praying, well, if we're going to be affected, then let this storm move fast. And it just stopped. Because what I was praying for is best case scenario. And if we can say one thing about the last 10 days, it has not been best case scenario. The sad part is, is it's not the last time that my prayers will feel like they've gone unanswered. This will happen to me again, where I pray and what I hoped would happen didn't happen. So we have to ask ourselves, now what? It wasn't best case scenario. In a lot of ways, it was worst case scenario. Now what? I want us to remember two things. First, God is near. Psalm 34 verse 18 says, God is near the brokenhearted. He saves those whose spirits have been crushed. God is near. Uh, The International Space Station took a picture of Houston from space earlier this week in the midst of all the flooding. They posted it online and I follow them on Instagram. And so I saw this and it was jarring to me because this picture, Houston looks so peaceful. Looks beautiful, in fact. But on the ground in the neighborhoods that day, I was looking at total devastation. People's whole first floor, if they had a second floor and many of them didn't, their whole homes out at the curb. Black Hawk helicopters flying around the city, even this morning. But to look at this picture reminds me of silent night. All is calm and all is bright. But on the ground, it was a war zone. It was hard to believe that both things could be true at the same time. I I think about that. For most of us, we think when everything is peaceful, then God must be near. And when everything is painful, God must be far away. But the truth is, God is always present. He's present in the peace, and he's present in the pain. The second thing I want us to remember, God is near through the church. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 says, Therefore we are ambassadors of Christ, God making his appeal through us. So every one of you who picked up a shovel and went into someone's home, God was making an appeal to that homeowner through you. He was drawing them into his kingdom. He was guiding them. He was loving them. He was caring for them. He was comforting them through your presence. Jesus has promised to return. And when he does, he's bringing in a set of new heavens and a new earth with him. And in the new earth, there's no one named Harvey, not even a single person. (laughs) They added that page to the Bible last night. I got a text message about it. right at the end. We'll be updating all of yours. No Harveys in the kingdom of heaven. But see, he's bringing a new earth with him and we won't have to worry about flooding or devastation. Those won't even be in the vocabulary of that kingdom. But he's not here yet. So in the meantime, he sends us to go and represent him, to be his ambassadors. And I don't know about you, but this week, There have been a few times that I I thought, I'm I'm not qualified to do this. 
the, the need is so vast. How could we ever meet it? I think I felt a little bit like the disciples must have felt when they followed Jesus out into the wilderness. But it wasn't just the 12 that day. It was 5,000 men plus many women and plus many children all out in the wilderness, up to 10,000 people potentially out there with Jesus and the day starts to wind down and the disciples are thinking organizationally and you got to thank God for all of those people. They start thinking, we need to send these people away so that they can have food to eat. You remember what Jesus says to them, you feed them. They must have looked at that crowd and thought, there's no way. This is a ridiculous, impossible thing for you to ask us to do in light of all of this need. You feed them. So they start searching. And you remember the story. I mean, you've heard it. Even if you didn't grow up in church, you've heard that story. They, they come back with a young man's lunch. A few pieces of bread, a few pieces of fish. And they hand his lunchbox to Jesus. Can you imagine how foolish they must have felt? In a sea of up to 10,000 people, their answer is a lunchbox. But that's all we've been doing all week long. Just regular people raising our hands saying, I don't have a lot. And I sure don't have enough to meet all of this need. But I have a lunchbox. Think about Matt and Michelle, Bayou City family members. They were in Atlanta when the storm hit and they got stuck there. But they weren't content to just watch what was happening to their community on television, they said, well, we got to do something. Matt is a natural networker. And so he put his talent and his skill into play. And he became a go-between in Atlanta, Georgia, between people in his community who needed evacuated and people with boats who could do the evacuating. All day long, day after day, in those early days, he was working from Atlanta, Georgia. In fact, he did such a good job that the Atlanta media found out what he was doing and put him in the news. I think about a young woman in Lubbock, Texas, who just said, I want to do something. I can collect supplies and gather them up, send them to Houston. She started gathering, she started sharing, had this ripple effect. A few days ago, two semi-truck tractor trailers rolled in to Bayou City Fellowship with all of the things that she had done. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of materials and tools. But all she started with was a lunchbox. I think about one of our teenagers here who loves art and is good at art. Saw his church family responding big time. He wanted to do something. So he put his art into play and has raised thousands of dollars. Just his lunchbox. Think about every man who had a boat or a jet ski. Said, I didn't buy it for this purpose, but it's my lunchbox. Now all of us are going to go and buy boats. <laughs> Babe, there might be a flood, you know. You never know when Houston might need me. Every person who picked up a hammer, a shovel, a broom. Every person who sweat. It's just a lunchbox. And by itself, so small in the scheme of the grand need, growing need still today in Houston. But in the hands of Jesus, it was more than enough.
So thank God, thank God that regular people like us just raised our hand and said, this is what I have to offer. It's not a lot. And Jesus has made it more than enough. It's a beautiful thing. You know, we're supposed to have Vision Sunday next Sunday night. It was going to be awesome. Together, both of our campuses, every Bayou Cindy attender was going to be, worship, be there. Worship was going to be off the charts. My message was going to be fantastic. It was going to inspire you. Be great. We've po- we have to postpone that because the church that we were borrowing is, is a shelter, and they're ministering to the needs of their own community, which is exactly what they need to be doing. So we'll postpone, and we'll talk about it at a later date. But really, honestly, I can't think of a better Vision Sunday than the last nine days. Because I mentioned that my recent prayers have not been answered. Half church. No Bayou City members flooded. Storm moves fast. No, 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 no. But all of my long-term prayers, they've all been answered after the storm. Because when the church just existed around Amanda and I's breakfast table, it was in our heart that we would not be a church that would measure ourselves by how many people come on a Sunday morning or how much money is in the offering plate. But that when our neighbors needed us most, We showed up and turned up for the greatest name that there is. That's how we wanted to measure ourselves. That's what we've been praying. That's why we preach. That's why we lead. That's what we were sowing. So this last nine days, I've got some short-term no's. But I've gotten a lot of long-term yeses. It's the best possible vision Sunday. There's a single mom, different part of town who was flooded and she was evacuated out with her son. Authorities got her out, you know, but when people left their homes, they didn't know how long they were leaving their homes for. This is 24 hours, this is 48 hours. Will I ever go back into my home? So imagine trying to, in just a few minutes, make the decision for what to take with you. So she kind of took what she thought in the moment, but then once she got out of her neighborhood, evacuated on one of the boats, she realized this is going to be a lot longer and I've left things at home that I really need. One of the things that I need is medicine for my son and other things. And so she was trying to get back into her house, but the authorities were not going to take her. And that makes total sense. It's their job to get people out, not take people back in. That seemed like a dangerous thing, but she really, really needed these things. One of the coolest things that's happened in the last uh, nine days is we have people with boats here or kayaks or canoes or waders. And and so uh, we became a dispatching thing. We put out a church phone number uh, to you guys and you uh, let us know if you needed evacuated or somebody that you knew needed evacuated. It was actually my phone number. It ended up on Twitter for a few minutes. I kindly requested that that come down. Uh, we were connecting people with need to people with boats. And we had wives in our church whose husbands were out on the boats. And they were watching social media all over Houston and connecting those needs of people who needed to be evacuated with their husbands who were in boats. So long story short, our guys go in, find her, take her back to her house. She gets everything that she needs 
And then they come out and they come out with some new neighbors who had stubbornly like what I would have probably done, just be like, no, I'll be fine. And then, whoops, I'm not fine. And so they got him out. So you can imagine how stressful that day was for her. So she goes to dinner that night and she's sitting at this table and she's talking with some friends about everything that had happened that day. The table right behind her, Bayou City member who we had also gotten out that day and they hear each other say the name of our church. And so they connect. And the single mom, she said, when I was trying to get back in, over and over and over, all day long, people told me, if you can just get a hold of Bayou City Fellowship, they will help you. I can't think of a better reputation in our city than that. If you can just get a hold of this family of faith, they will help you. The good news is, when we go and knock on a door, it's not just us. It's God making his appeal through us. So Jesus, we pray that as long as this church exists, that would be our reputation. people are in need they can count on the people of God we know that's a miracle because we're not perfect I'll speak for myself we're not even special but because of your power in us and your life in us and your spirit in us our lunch boxes are more than enough Thank you, Jesus, that you've used us in these days, but the work is not over. So give us wisdom, give us perseverance, guide us. We want to do everything that you want us to do. In Jesus' name.